It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The winter break is over, the warm weather training is done And now it's time for one of the best days in the Scottish football calendar Yes, it's Scottish Cup fourth round day with a host of top fixtures Including holders Celtic at home to Airdrie Rangers trip to Cowdenbeath didn't beat the weather last night But no such problems this afternoon I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Ah, the romance of the cup Romance is normally about hearts and flowers But today it's about nuts and bolts for some At the moment with four minutes to go Ochenlech's going nuts And they are about to bolt from the Scottish Cup Because they're a goal down And these cup shocks could have serious ramifications for some Do you know what I mean? Oren Kearney, Gary Caldwell Well... There's also reality as well as romance And what chance do Airdrie have tonight at Celtic Park under the disco lights? It'll be murder on the dance floor for them or else And there'll be no romance there Even though there are diamonds involved Mark Wilson, we've been looking forward to this game for weeks Auchinleck against Air 87 minutes on the clock And it's Auchinleck Talbot 1, Air 0 Yeah, and you've got to say That they have deserved it The amount of chances that they've created And, you know, they've looked fairly comfortable I think Ayr's been disappointing But Auchinleck also having the goal Chopped off in the first half Showed their intent Early in the game I think they've been Absolutely terrific And like Hugh says It's what the Cup's all about You know you know, Giant killings And you just wonder You know If, if they hold on And get through If this will be the only one Because you look down That fixture list And you see a couple of Banana skins for For top teams in there So Terrific day And it's uh, it started off in the right way Where what looks to be with three minutes to go A giant killing already Alex Ray, it's always a special day On the on the schedule This one, yep. the fourth round of the Scottish Cup You get, you know, we've got a wide array of fixtures today Various teams at various levels uh, Perhaps some shocks Perhaps some easy victories Who knows, but there's always something special about this day Yeah, absolutely This is this would go down as a massive giant killing uh, result Gordon, I have to say it got me off my seat uh, with a header from McCracken, it was a lovely ball into the box, and he just directed it back across goal. But uh, they're firefighting at the moment to keep it out. Air have thrown everything at it, but it's a great way to start the cup today. I mean, you put this into perspective. This is an Air United side who are three points off the top of the championship and of a game in hand. Theoretically, they are equal with Ross County. They are a side who have pretensions towards going into the top flight of Scottish football, and they are now. One and a half minutes away from going out of the Scottish Cup to a junior team. It is an amazing result. Third, third in the table, Gordon Auchinleck are in their, in their respective juniors league. Yeah, I think they've played seven games less than the team that's top, though. That's the type of yeah, uh, thing that the juniors often throws up. All right, let's start going around the grounds then. So many good fixtures to look forward to this afternoon. Uh, let's start at Fir Park. Alison Conroy is looking ahead to Motherwell against Ross County. Good afternoon, Gordon. Yeah, Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson says he's very much treating this like a premiership tie this afternoon. Ross County top of the championship. But Robinson knows their strengths and knows that they've kept a lot of their players 
that played in the Premiership as well. For Motherwell, Ross McCormick goes straight into the starting 11 for this one this afternoon after signing a couple of weeks ago. So for Motherwell, it will be Mark Gillespie in goal, a back three of Tom Aldred, Charles Dunn and Peter Hartley in the midfield, Richard Tate, David Turnbull, Carl McHugh, Boley Arabayu and Elliot Freer with Ross McCormick in behind Danny Johnson. On the bench, Ferguson, Campbell, Main, Grimshaw, Salmon, Rodriguez, Gorin and Hasty. For Ross County, it is four changes from the side that lost 4-0 to Queen of the South in the Championship last weekend. Scott Fox in goal, a back four of Sean Kelly, Keith Watson, Ross Draper and Kenny Vanderveg in the midfield. Jamie Lindsay, Marcus Fraser, Lewis Spence and Michael Gardine. Up top, Brian Graham and Declan McManus. On the bench for County, Monroe, Mackay, Stewart, Wallace, Gravosti, Kelly and Gallagher. And your referee this afternoon at Fir Park is Stephen McLean. I think we are playing a premiership side. You know, I think Ross County have maintained a lot of their players. They've done very well. So, you know, credit to Roy McGregor up there and the, the coaching staff that they've been able to retain a premiership team. Um, that suggestion is, is more by where they sit in the league as well. You know, they're top of the league. They're, they're doing very well. So for this, this is, this is a premiership tie for me. Um, you know, and I think it's a tough, tough game for us. We've changed a few things. We've brought a few players in, which I... I to believe that it gives us different options on how we can play and I find it quite exciting you know I'm going into the game you know with real high hopes I think yes we know Ross County are going to be a tough task but it's about us how we start the game how we play how we take the game to Ross County I mean it would still be a a shock of some proportion Hugh Keevans but I'm not sure that ninth in the Premiership versus first in the Championship there's there's clearly not a, a huge gap there and that's why Ross County will fancy their chances you could argue that Ross County are probably in terms of budget a bigger club than Motherwell So I don't think it would be uh, A seismic shock If Ross County were to win that match If With Two and a half minutes to go At Auchinleck Air United go out Then I would say That's one for the Richter scale But Not Ross County winning at Fir Park In terms of Ross County though You look at their past few weeks Performances You know Getting Especially absolutely away, yes. thumped uh, Against Queens last week And against Morton as well you would fancy Motherwell I think with Ross McCormick coming in That's the boost they'll need to take them uh, through this tie Alex Ray, that's what this weekend was always going to be about as well The Scottish Cup takes care of itself But we're all desperate to see these new signings in yep. action One of the biggest signings of the window was Ross McCormick Coming back to Motherwell And he goes straight in for a, a second debut this afternoon It doesn't surprise me Gordon I felt as if it would be an opportunity for the managers to throw them in due to the Cup uh, You know, if it was a league Game, I think some of the guys may well have sat out a little bit Depending where they were fitness-wise Some of them haven't been up to speed uh, I played with Ross as a young boy Plenty of confidence Went down to England And he's he's managed to secure himself An unbelievable contract at Villa uh, And he's found himself back home effectively So he'll be looking forward to the challenges ahead to Try and resurrect his career uh, We are approaching full-time uh, Down there, Auchinleck one up on air We've got about a minute and a half to go Here United uh, now have the, the last chance You we are, talk we are, about experience here yeah. And that's a lack of experience there From the Auchinleck defender Just nudging him <laughs> 25 yards out No need to do it And it's a last chance for yeah, here You are now standing outside the last chance saloon Last orders have been called This is your one and only chance If they blow this It's all over for United uh, It's a Free kick in a wonderful position. Do you think oh, he's shooting? He's got to. He's got I don't to. think so. I think he's dinking the back post here. Can he get his foot around? We're going to stay with it because this nah, could be what a finish this would be. Steps up, left footed, tries to whip it over the wall. It goes over the oh, bar as well. well. Seconds uh, left. It should be all over. It should be Auchinleck's 
Gordon Diel's in Ayrshire as well He's looking ahead to Kilmarnock against Forford Gordon Yes I am Gordon and uh, early team news suggests that uh, Stevie Clark's got one eye on Wednesday night against Rangers because he's left a few players out today Stephen O'Donnell's on the bench uh, Scott Boyd's on the bench obviously Greg Stewart's moved on to Aberdeen which is a big blow for them but the big news is and the interesting part of coming down here this afternoon is Jordan Jones what sort of reception will he get from the Kelly the home support today uh, it's been a mixed bag as we've heard on the programme uh, over the last week uh, some fans on saying look we'd have to get behind them Steve Clark's made that decision to play him and he starts today and uh, other fans are saying no he should never wear another commander so far for come here in good spirits it's a free hit for them I've watched them against Dumbarton they're a very well organised side they score goals but I think it'll be too big a ask for them and I think it's a case of just coming here Scottish Cup and enjoying it and trying to keep in the game as long as they possibly can Gordon uh, I've got early team news for the Kilmarnock <coughs> they start with a 4-2-3-1 Jamie McDonald comes in goals for the first time since November against Aberdeen uh, Ian Wilson Gary Dicker Stuart Finlay Callum Waters at the back Alan Power Aaron Tushbola will be the sitting midfield players with Rory McKenzie Greg Kilty, Jordan Jones and that guy up front, Chris Boyd Backman, O'Donnell, Taylor Boyd Thoms, Thomas, Brophy and Burt on the bench For the visitors, they go with the same formation, uh, Mark McCallum in goals, Ross Meakin White, Travis and Eckersley at the back Riley and McIntosh sitting holding and with Bain Baird and Coop with Hilson up front You've got to get back to 1927, the last time these two met in the Scottish Cup, and Kilmarnock won that, so they don't really know each other. I'm looking forward to an interesting game. What a start it's been to the Scottish Cup weekend. Auchinleck Talbot have beaten Air United and go through in this famous old competition. Remember, Air United flying high in the Championship. They've got designs on promotion to the top flight. Auchinleck, the junior side, Hugh Keevans, have done it They've won by a goal to nil And they go through To the next round My congratulations To Tommy Sloan The Auchinleck manager Who's been there For many years And has worked wonders With that particular side It is a remarkable result It is a 7 On the Richter scale This is an Air United team Who would have designs on playing against Celtic and Rangers next season as part of the Scottish Premiership and they have been humbled, humiliated by an Ayrshire junior team. It is the romance of the cup written in neon lights. However, I do think it's an embarrassment for a club like Air United in such a lofty position in the championship with designs on the premiership it is an embarrassment uh, Roger Hanna that's what this competition is all about I, I don't know we don't need to dive in I don't think and say where this one ranks but it's, it's going to be clearly one of the famous Scottish Cup results yeah and it's great for Tommy Sloan I, I, I go back to I can remember the days Tommy Sloan was centre forward for Air United under Ali McLeod in the mid 80s um, he got let go he got released it was, a, it was a real body blow for him I know he's been thinking about this and the build up to this game and it's taking him a while But I think that's a wee bit of personal revenge For Tommy Sloan against Air United It's a bad result for Air Their focus, Ian McCall's focus As you says, is getting promotion um, They have a huge game now on Friday night At home to the D United at Somerset Park um, I think they've not won in six now Friday night could be huge for Air United But, but this is a real setback A real, a real hit to our confidence And it shows you know, the difference between Having Lauren Shanklin in the team 
And when he's injured, as he has been for the last three games, Lauren Shanklin out of the team, and they're a far, far weaker unit without him. Fraser Wishart, uh, the romance of the cup, that just about covers it. It does, yeah, and it, it kind of makes you think of the, the kind of pyramid system and the juniors, should they be in that pyramid system? Because the Lowland League, I don't think there's many strong teams at that kind of level, and a lot of the big junior teams from the East have actually joined the, the East of Scotland League to try and get up into the into the SPFL. And then, like I said, watched the game today, the setup and the supporters and the passion their fans have, they're as big as a League One team, and uh, maybe we're going to have to start to think about it do we get these teams up as high as we possibly can because they're good teams and they pay good money and they can compete against the teams in, the, in, the, in League 1 and League 2 financially if not pay more but terrific result for, for the juniors I love the junior football I started there with, with Paul many many moons ago and I still keep an eye on all the results there and it's, it's, it's brilliant it's local football local teams and people get behind their local teams brilliant well done Plenty more where that came from throughout the course of the afternoon. Auchinleck Talbot are the first team through to the next round of the Scottish Cup. They have pulled off a giant killing in respective terms. They've knocked out Air United and they go through to the next round. Let's keep going around the grounds though because we've got a lot to cover off. At Fraser Wishup, the game you're at, Partick Thistle against Stranraer. Um just wonder if that's one of the old banana skins we should be looking at. Absolutely, you know, and uh, I think Hugh was mentioning earlier about uh, Gary Caldwell and the pressure that he's under. And who'd have thought that a home cup tie against Renard would have such importance to party? This and to Gary Caldwell as an individual, as a manager, because the supporters are getting on the back of the board and they're getting the back of the, the manager. But it's been a, such a poor season so far. Alan Archibald lost his job. Gary Caldwell came in to take over when they were, they were having a poor season and it hasn't had that, that lift yet. There's seven points adrift of eighth in the league and safety in the game today just huge significance really defeat today been unthinkable when we really crank up the pressure on both the board and Gary Colwell it was an awkward game for, for, for Partey Thistle I said earlier so now a young team full of energy they've got good loan signings PJ Crossan a young lad from Celtic Cormac McManus who they've signed he used to be at Celtic as well a good player young Ennis Cameron I'm looking forward to seeing him hear good things of him from Kilmarnock as well 18 year old striker very highly rated and they'll cause problems for Partey Thistle get experience in key areas Jamie Hamill who we all know from Kilmarnock and Hearts days at the back, Adam Cummins has been around at Motherwell and teams down south as well. So, so they'll keep it tight early on and they'll try and hit Thistle on, on the break and, and get, the, get the supporters on the back of the Thistle players. So important that Partick start well, get on top early. Win today could really kickstart their season and give the team confidence to start a decent league run. But defeat today would do the exact opposite. So it's really finely balanced and such a vital 90 minutes for Partick Thistle. Thistle's line up with Connor Hazard in goals. Christy Elliott, Stephen Saunders, Sean McGinty and James Penrice at the back. Aidan Fitzpatrick, Craig Slater, Stuart Banning and Joe Cardlin midfield with Blair Spittle just off the main striker Ali Roy. The substitutes for Partick Thistle are Jamie Snedden, Chris Doolan, Gary Harkins, Andrew McCarthy, Miles Storey, Callum Wilson and Suleimani Koulibaly makes an appearance having signed a couple of months ago and is now ready and he could make a big difference for the Partick Thistle team. For Stranraer they've got Max Curry in goals, Jamie Hamill, David Brownlee, Adam Cummins and David Smith at the back, Mark Lamont, Kyle Turner, Conor McManus and Conor O'Keefe just signed recently from St Murn in midfield with his two young strikers PJ Crossan and Ennis Cameron. Five, only five substitutes for Stranraer, Lyle Afsey, Chris McGowan, Andy McDonald, Grant Anderson and Cameron Elliott and the referee today at Firhill is Alan Newlands. Now the only All-Premiership tie today comes at McDermott Park, St Johnson again Hamilton Ackies and Roger Hanna is there Yeah it was interesting to hear Gordon Dale talking about Kilmarnock resting players ahead of the return to the Premiership on Wednesday night both these teams have got big midweek games Hamilton at home to Aberdeen St Johnson at home to Livingston but the two managers aren't thinking about that full strength teams this afternoon St Johnson they signed Michael Halloran for a third time yesterday he's back from Australia but he's not ready to get back into the squad yet under Tommy Wright so it's 
almost the team that finished before they went to break. Xander Clark in goal, it's the usual back four. Richard Foster, Jason Kelly, the skipper, Joe Shaughnessy, who's interesting, Aberdeen, and then Scott Tanzer, who's signed a new contract through the week. A midfield four, David Willerspoon, uh, Liam Craig, Ross Callaghan, and Matthew Kennedy. And up top, it's Chris Kane with Tony Watt on the bench. Alston, Anderson, Swanson, McMillan, McCann, Gordon, and Hurst. As for Hamilton, Tony Andrew back for a second spell at the club. He scored the winning goal for Hamilton here the last time the Ackies won at McDermott Park four years ago. And what was Alec Neal's last game in charge of the Ackies before he headed off to Norwich City? Martin Canning has never won here yet, but he includes Andrew in the starting lineup. And also, Stephen Davis signed for the rest of the season from Rochdale through the week in the blow no Gary Woods he's still missing Ryan Fulton Scotland 21 international keeper is in the fourth goalkeeper Aki's have used in the last four weeks so it's Fulton in goal it's a back three of Ziggy Gordon Matt Kilgannon and Lenny Sowa across the middle Aaron McGowan Alec Gogic Dougie Emery and Scott McMahon and then Andrew and Mikhail Miller just behind Davis on the bench it's Bingham Tewo Penny Want Martin Boyd and Martin and the referee this afternoon should know how to get there John Beaton he was here on Thursday night for the meeting between the referees, the SFA and 10 of the 12 SPFL Premiership managers looking into VAR full-time referees and a sort of better relationship between the Whistlers and the Gaffers. Yeah, a quiet afternoon for him, I'm sure. Dave Galloway is at Pataudry, Aberdeen against Stenhouse Muir. Hi, thanks Gordon. This is just the second occasion these two clubs have met at Pitori, the first time being newly formed Aberdeen FC's first ever match. That was way back in August 1903, a 1-1 draw that day. Of course, on paper, the Dons should win very handsomely today against a side sitting bottom of League One, but there's certainly no complacency whatsoever in the home camp with pre-match prep, exactly the same as for any other game. So the odds are stacked heavily against Steny, but that was also the case, remember, back in 1995, when Aberdeen, fresh from beating Rangers the previous weekend, were dumped out of the Scottish Cup at Auckland View. Let's run through the teams then. Aberdeen make five changes. In come the returning Greg Stewart and Max Lowe, plus now again Gary Mackay, Stephen and Lewis Ferguson. Out of the starting 11 for the Dons drop Dom Ball, Stevie May, Scott Wright, Conor McLennan and Bruce Anderson. So it's Joe Lewis in goals across the back. Shea Logan, Andy Considine, Scott McKenna and Max Lowe. Midfield, Niall McGinn, Graham Shinney, Lewis Ferguson and Gary McKay-Steven with Greg Stewart playing just off Sam Cosgrove up front. The substitutes for Aberdeen today, Charney, Ball, Gleeson, Wilson, Wright, uh, McLennan and May. As for Steny, well, they make three changes today. In come Graeme Smith, Andrew Monroe and Conor McBrearty. Dropping out of the opening 11, Lewis McMinn, Alan Reid and Seb Ross. So it's Graeme Smith in goals. Looks like a back four of Conor Duffy, Andrew Monroe, Morgan Neal and Rory Donaldson. Five across the middle for Steny. Uh, Sean Dixon, Russell Dingwall, Mark Ferry, the skipper, Conor McBrearty and Alan Cook with Mark McGuigan leading the attack. The substitutes make Men, Vaughan, Reed, Halloran, Garcia, Tena, and Patterson, and your match referee at Pataudry, Barry Cook. A couple of technical difficulties at St Mirren against Alloa. Alex Ray is jumping around the studio because his beloved Wolves have just stolen a late winner. If you could just keep quiet over there, that would be great. Uh, a couple of technical difficulties, St Mirren against Alloa. Hopefully, we'll get to that very soon indeed, uh, and we'll get the rest of the team news for you then. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Auchinleck Talbot are the first team through to the fifth round They've knocked out Air United It was a huge game We've been building up to it for a couple of weeks now And the junior side have knocked out the promotion chasing championship side What a result down there so far Hugh Keevans, a good start to the day We hope the drama continues And before social media explodes Yes, I did say on last night's programme That there was romance And then there was reality And the reality was that Romance would come a second, a distant second And there United would beat Auchinleck So, the only person who disagreed with me Was Alec Ray's pal Who just tweeted him to say that he had backed Auchinleck at 12-1 to 1 yes. And is now considerably better off But, <laughs> I go back Congratulations Tommy Sloan Congratulations, the junior game in this country But, that's an embarrassment And a humiliation for Air United it, It's an unacceptably bad result For a team who are second top of the championship with serious ambitions to join the top flight of Scottish football next season. A good start to the day, Roger Hanna, in terms of, of drama. Not a good start if you're Ian McCall. But of course, the Scottish Cup weekend got off to a bit of a false start last night, didn't it? Yeah, and it's a pity. I agree with what you said at the top of the show, Gordon. This is one of my favourite weekends of the season, Scottish Cup. Fourth round when the big boys come in. There's always a banana skin. Somebody always goes. It looks as if Air United are, are the fall guys this season. That's a, it's a bad result, as we said, losing to a junior team. I know Championship and promotion to the Premiership is the priority, but that is a bad, humiliating result for Ian McCall and his players this afternoon. Um, I'm not too sure where the, any of the other shocks would be. A lot of big teams, you know, Dave Galloway up in Petodio, Aberdeen at home to Steny. You know, they were away in '95 when they lost to Tommy Steele, etc. One of their biggest cup upsets, Hibs at home as well, Dundee at home, Stunrar. You know, having to go to Partick Thistle, you know, Fraser's game might have been more interesting had it been down at Stair Park. Same with Daz's game, had it been at Station Park. Allison's beloved Forfer may have had more of a chance. So, not sure where the big, the other big shocks are going to be. But fair play to Auckland, like they've created one already. Uh, yeah, Fraser wish it was a bit of a shame last night. On, on on one hand, you know, people take these things and say, well, you know, the pitch wasn't playable. It wasn't playable. Uh, but always in this country we get very uptight about things as well and we heard a lot of you know it's a joke typical Scotland winter break and we can't get the first game on and accusations of, of who caused the postponement or who you know played a part in it and all the rest of it yeah I, mean, I think Donald Finlay he's tongue in his cheek when he was talking about Jimmy Bell the kit man being, being the guy who, who got the game off we're all experts from 200 miles away on, online but uh, if the pitch is unplayable you, you, you can't take a risk and Rangers well, they wanted that game on you know, they'd, have wanted a, a, they'd not played for three weeks Jermaine Defoe is back and he's not played for a long time as well they wanted him to get a game before Wednesday night's game against Kilmarnock which is a, a huge game for them as well so it's not as if Rangers wouldn't want to play it of course they were they would have been desperate to get on but if it's, if it's unplayable it's unplayable and there's nothing much we can, we can do and clubs like, that couldn't be early in the week they were asking for volunteers to put down mats and, and come and, and help out and that's what clubs like that are like they rely on volunteers and supporters and the board of directors to help them out because they don't have full time grounds so it is what it is Rangers will not want to, to to be going there on January 30th but they're going to have to and they would have liked a, a, a game there and, and like, like Roger I'm kind of looking at the, at the, the, the potential shocks uh, today and the only one I can think of having seen Queen of the South last week demolish uh, Ross County I mean demolish 4-0 didn't flatter them at all in fact 6 or 7 would have been, would have been a fair result Stephen Dobby in brilliant form I saw Dundee lose at home to Air United uh, earlier on this season in, in the League Cup I think Queen of the South might, might just Surprises all And beat Dundee up at, up at Dens mm, Very interesting It should be a good afternoon Either way uh, Gordon DL we, we cut you off almost Because we were excited What was happening Between Auchinleck and Ayr One of the big stories Of, of the week and, and then today is Jordan Jones He starts today uh, Let's remind ourselves First of what Stevie Clark Had to say in that situation Yeah I haven't got an issue with it 
it's part and parcel of the, the modern game. The game changed when the Bosman came in. Players have got more power now, better power. I was a player myself. I wish sometimes I did that power when I was a player. So. But if the fans boo Jordan, then they're booing me as well. Because if I select Jordan to play for Kilmarnock, then they're criticising my selection. I mean, Gordon, during the week we had one caller who got you know very heated and said, this is the first mistake Stevie Clark's made. We'll boo Jordan Jones if we want. It, it won't be aimed at Stevie Clark. Um, but of course we had another caller on at the same time saying, he's a Kilmarnock player, we all get behind him, we wish him well, and so on. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out today and going forward. Well, the, the fact is that the manager's got every confidence in Jones getting out there and performing to the highest level. He's a big player for them, Gordon. He's been terrific for them. Um at the end of the day if you're a supporter you pay your money you're entitled to say whether you want to boo or not do I think it's right I think it's ridiculous that you nowadays in the modern day game when players all all over the world sign pre-contracts he's staying here he's come on up page wages he will do his very very best and everybody's now got one eye not just on today I'll be Wednesday night the big build up to playing against Rangers if the boy goes out and has a poor game well I'll tell you what we can open the lines up till you know, next November because that's all we'll hear about he, was, he wasn't trying I just think it's absolute nonsense I think you're going against somebody that's a professional footballer he's been terrific for this club he's moving on to a bigger club and he's only better than himself and he's quite right to do that I just hope that the Kamarnock fans that come along here appreciate that the job he's done for the club and give them all the backing they can. Uh, Fraser Wisher, I'm reliably informed that his performances in training this week have been amongst the best he's ever produced since being at Kilmarnock. Uh, now we look to see if that transfers itself onto the playing surface. Yeah, it will. I mean, uh, as, as a football player, you, you don't think about these things when you're on the when you're on the field. He won't be thinking about his move to Rangers, but it'll give him a huge lift financially. He, he will. Well, get four or five times the wages he's on, if not more than he's on just now. So financially, it's brilliant for him. He's a Rangers supporter as a lad. You know, it, it, it's a brilliant move for, for the lad, and he'll get a, an absolute buzz from it all. And uh, you know, I, I, football fans, they, they don't understand. I look at it differently. This is a man just changing jobs. That's all it is. He's changing jobs, and every supporter who boos him will have done exactly the same, and would do exactly the same if they were to get five times the salary and a job up the road as well. So that's all he's doing. I thought Stevie Clark was very good during the week. He was just trying to take the pressure away from Jordan. Jones a wee bit, so that was quite clever management, and uh, and, and that's that's the way of the world, and it should be like that. When I played, when Gordon Dale played, and uh, Mark, even Mark, maybe I watched Alec Ray as well. Um, you weren't allowed to move, even at the end of your contract, you weren't allowed to move without a transfer fee. So it's changed for the better, and that's the way the, the world goes. So hopefully the the you know, the lad will play really well for Kilmarnock to between now and the end of the season, and that will silence the supporters. Mark Wilson's not happy. You've just added about 15 years onto him there. I think. <laughs> I did Fraser realise that halfway through. I'm not that good, Fraser. Halfway through, it, halfway through, it, Mark, I, I realised I'm putting you in with Gordon Dale and me. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Jones has come out and said, "Look." I got overexcited On the day the deal was done I got overexcited And my message on social media uh, Reflected that excitement Now this is a social media phenomenon I remember As I've told the story before Phoning Alec Ray On the morning it was confirmed He was going to join Rangers And I knew how much Rangers meant To Alex Ray And it was Delightful to have that conversation I was at Mark Wilson's press conference At Celtic Park when he came from Dundee United to sign for Celtic, somebody who had supported Celtic as a boy joining Celtic. And it was delightful to see that as well. So, Jordan Jones, 
I'm happy for him that he's gone to Rangers. He's overexcited. He put a Rangers slogan on social media. This is a social media phenomenon. However, we exist in a coarse environment in Scotland, and he'll get booed by the Kilmarnock fans. Well, maybe some of them, but yeah, he'll get booed by some of the Kilmarnock fans, and he on Wednesday night he'll get cheered to the rafters by the Rangers supporters because they know the value of a good wind up. Roger Hanna, the other big story from the last couple of days was this summit in Perth between referees and 10 of the 12 top flight managers. The outcome, if you like, is a, an appetite to look towards VAR. How far off that is, who knows? Uh, what did you make of what's happened in the last couple of days? Well, we're a long way off it, Gordon, because the people who were here um, and then lounged down the stairs from where I'm sitting just now at McDermott Park, the referees and the managers, and they reached a consensus that VAR would be a good thing full-time referees would be a good thing I tend to agree with both points um, what we're not sure about is who's going to fund all of this because you know Tommy Raitherson Johnson w- was there if, if Steve Brown his chairman says to him right Tommy I've got a pile of money here I can either give it to the fund for VAR or I could give it to you to sign Michael O'Halloran where do you think Tommy's going to ask for the money to go? Likewise, Steve Robinson, if, if Alan Burrows at Motherwell says to him, right, here's the deal, I can tuck this money away for VAR or I can give it to you to pay for Ross McCormack, what would you want me to do? He, he, he's going to go for Ross McCormack, isn't he? And this is the problem. Everything in Scottish football, everything in football, comes down to pounds, shillings and pence. There's not a lot of money in the Scottish game and funding all of this is going to be the big problem. Roger, there's one way we can take this away from finance. I fully understand your point about the game and money being indivisible whether it's money to put VAR in place whether it's money to pay for full-time referees what price do we put on respect in this country mutual respect because that meeting at McDermott Park should have been about better harmony between match officials and managers and both sides have much to learn because you can go on about managers and their indiscreet comments about we were up against 12 men. But there is no doubt that some referees strut about the park, getting decisions wrong and behaving in an overly efficient and arrogant manner. So we can all learn about respect, and if mutual respect was to play a greater part in the game, then we might not need to have full-time referees and go to the expense. Yeah, Fraser, is, is there an easier fix here? I mean, I'm not talking about getting every decision right. That's clearly never going to happen, even if you introduce VAR. Um, but if VAR is going to, even if it is going to come in, and it's going to cost a lot, it's going to be a, you know, a year, a couple of years down the line, what, what about the short term? What, what can we do practically to just clean up the mess that we've got at the moment? Well, I, I, do, I do think we have to examine there's been an awful lot of bad decisions by, by referees and, and, and straightforward decisions. Referees make mistakes, players make mistakes. I'll watch both today and, and, that, and that happens, but there's been a lot of what you would say is fairly straightforward decisions that you're, you're baffled by. So I, I think there's, there's, there is there's a... We have to have a name to get um, decisions better and get better referees and, and make them better. I don't know if making them full-time would do that because just now many of them have well-paid jobs and they get well-paid as referees as well. Can we afford to pay them exactly the same? And then they would be earning more than the vast majority of football players. Is that the best use of money? Is the best use of money VAR as well? I said before about VAR where, where you know, I'm, at, I'm at Fair Hill today. You know, they use it for this game. They'll make two cameras here. In, 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 a, in the Premiership, for example, there may be four cameras at, at least at the games, but you might have 12 or 15 at the games on television. Is, is, that, is that fair that you get better decisions just because you're on, on the telly? 
Can you imagine the length of an old time game? The referee bit the side of the pitch from VAR for every single incident. It would be about half an hour stoppage time, I think, as well. So I don't think it. No, I'm still not even convinced it's the best use of, of our finances. We at BFA, we had a we got a management committee, which is our board made up of, of footballers from top to top league to the bottom league, and we discussed referees and, and the, the VAR, etc. And the biggest thing, I think, you struck it, struck it the nail on the head there. The biggest thing for, for players is not about decisions because they're on the part and they see the referees, the angles they're at, they know the speed of the game. And, and I think I don't think players have a, a, a real big gripe over mistakes that refs make. It's more to do with game management and attitude and talk, way they talk to them. Even the way they issue yellow cards, you know, it's not easy to get a yellow card or a red card in a, in a football match as a player. And it's 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 not it's humiliating getting sent off. But do it with a bit of a bit of respect, you know, rather than flashing mm. cards at them as well. So it's a wee bit of work to be done, and, and hopefully, I think managers just tone the language down a wee bit, and clubs as well making statements as well. Let's tone the language down. No, there's no harm in making comment about it, but let's not let's not incite the whole situation and and and, 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 and use language that's that's inappropriate. I think we do now have Mark Guidi. He's at the Simple Digital Arena, looking ahead to St Mirren and Aloha, Mark. Yes, I am. Yes, St Mirren uh, go with uh, Vaclav Hadley in goals, and it's Paul McGinn, Steve McGinn, Ryan Flynn, Simeon Jackson, Brad Lyons, Jack Baird, Mihai Popescu, Lee Hodgson, Greg Tanzi, and Ethan Erahon on the bench for Oren Kearney's team. Jordan Holmes, Cody Cook, Kyle McAllister, Cammy McPherson, and Anton Ferdinand for Aloha Athletic. Jim Goodwin's return to Paisley, Neil Parry in goals. It's Scott Taggart, Liam Dick, Sam Roscoe, Andy Graham, Stephen Hetherington, Kevin Crawley. John Robertson, Alan Troughton, Dario Zanata and Connor Shields on the bench for the Wasps. Jack Aitchison, Adam Brown, Rhys Peggy, Zach Karadashke, Ahmed Alalu and Chris Henry. Today's match referee at the Simple Digital Arena, Don Robertson. Well, let's hear from both managers then, starting with Oren Kearney. They're probably the form team in the Championship at this point in time and um, I've had the pleasure of chatting with Jim on the phone a couple of times and with certain dealings that we've had to had to do between the clubs and I must say in the conversations that I've had they've they've gone probably beyond football and everything else and he's one of those guys that you just get a real good feel for and you can see why he's so well thought of um, at the club um, so I'm sure it'll be a proud week and moment for him you know to lead the side out on Saturday uh, but it's so important for us you know that, that we get the right result and, and move through the next round Now Jim Goodwin joined us on last night's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard here's what he had to say looking ahead to the game With me going back there first time in two and a half years I'll be back playing a competitive game um, it'll be strange no doubt about it trying to put a, a team on the park to beat St Mirren it'll be It'll be a strange one, but you know yourself, once once that whistle gets blown, it's down to business, isn't it? Listen, we're huge underdogs going into the game, there's no doubt about that. Obviously, you know, St Mirren being a Premier League team and all that, but um, I think our our form going into the game is good. We're unbeaten in six, and obviously St Mirren's form isn't so good, you know. So, uh, you know, we're confident, quietly confident, not getting carried away, but I do have great belief in the players, and I think if we get the game plan right on the day, we've mm. got as good a chance as any. Huge games in store up and down the country in the Scottish Cup. We're going back around the grounds next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here in the studio, the top team all around the grounds as well. We've got some fantastic Scottish Cup fixtures coming up and it's what a start it's been to the Scottish oh. Cup weekend because Auchinleck Talbot beat Air United by a goal to nil uh, to send them through the first team through into the hat for the next round and in dramatic circumstances. Well, you know, when Jim Goodwin was in here last night, uh, I remember saying to him, you know, you played 170 times wow. for St Mirren and there you are taking Aloha to St Mirren tomorrow. With the the prospect of a, a cup shock There is a prospect uh, So 
There you have the same situation at Auchinleck where Tommy Sloan, a former Air United player, has just created a sensation that will not be topped today. There isn't a result, unless Airdy put Celtic out, which I think has to come into the impossible category. But the Auchinleck result will not be topped by anything today. Uh, Mark Guidi, looking ahead to that one, St Mirren against Alwa, do you sense a shock in the air? Yeah, I do. Uh, when uh, when Alison Robbie had a discussion with me a couple of weeks ago about fixtures, and I said, listen, any chance of doing St Mirren Alloa? Because I do have a, have a feeling, a real feeling for Alloa. Maybe they'll have to go back to, to, to their own stadium. But I don't think Alloa will lose today. I watched them a couple of weeks ago against uh, Dunfermline. They fought back to 2 2 after being two goals down. And I've watched St Mirren four or five times under Oren Kearney. And I think there is a naivety and a fragility about the team. And the fact that they've lost. Adam Hamill, they haven't played for three weeks as well, I think gives Aloha, even though they're part-time, a slight edge going into this game. I mean, the, the character that Aloha have shown, Mark, during that run, they're unbeaten in six, they've won three times during that run, um, but when you delve a bit deeper, you mentioned one of them, they've come back from 2-0 down three times to get draws, and in fact, I think the game, two of the games that they've won, they've also come from behind, so they clearly have that Never say die attitude. They do, and, and the thing that amazed me watching them uh, against them at East End Park a couple of weeks ago was that the part-time team, but they scored in the last minute. You know, the, the last ten minutes of the game, they looked the fresh side, even though it was a full-time club. They they were up again. So you know, even if St Man take the lead, you could never rule out Alla. But looking down the St Man team as well, they've only got five in the bench. There's you know, just a bit of trepidation, I think, about the pace of this afternoon. Fraser Wisher, I'm wondering about the, the incentive for Partick Thistle because it, it's not quite a no-win situation. If you win, you progress in the cup and everyone's delighted, but they're expected to beat Stranraer and that brings its own pressure because we know the league form has been really poor. Fans have been on here complaining about pretty much everything and if they were to somehow lose that one this afternoon, well, I don't think the locals would be happy at all. Oh, I think he's lost. Oh, sorry. sorry I've got you, on, Fraser. On, on you go. On. Uh, so I switched my mic off for some reason. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're. I think you're right in terms of they're expected to win. But I'm not sure that Thistle supporters are coming here with 100% confidence. And anybody looking from the from the outside is probably looking at this game as a possible, um, a possible upset, a possible cup upset because of the, the, the poor, the poor form. And uh, just looking at the team selections, Gary Caldwell chopped and changed a wee bit. He's, he's, he's put three of his more experienced players just doing. Gary Harkins, Miles Story, all starters when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, they're all on the bench. He's gone with Ali Roy, the young lad who we sent from, from Derry City, I think it was, was at Hearts as well. Pacey, quick, you know, he's busy. And young Edith Fitzpatrick, who, who I think is attracting attention, come to newspapers from likes of Rangers and Norwich. So he's gone with a bit of, bit of youth and a bit more kind of pace about the team because scoring the goals has been the problem. I saw him at Tannadice, I think, two weeks ago. Played really well for an hour, really good football. Bannigan Slater, clever players in the midfield. But they didn't get the, the goals they deserved and they're only one up. And then when they lost the goal, things just collapsed and they could have lost the game. And, and, and that's where when you've not got confidence, it's so finely balanced that uh, a goal can give you a huge lift. But if they lose a goal early on today, the fans will be on their back and it's a real test for these players, especially the younger players on the, on the field of play. I do, I do think this will win it maybe by a couple of goals, but it's, it's not going to be easy and it might not be pretty for the Thistle fans today. Uh, Dave Galloway looking ahead to Aberdeen against Stenhouse Muir. Clearly, uh, the Dons are big favourites. But I suppose, Dave, this is the first step on what Derek McInnes will hope is another long cup run. What is it, three cup finals in the last 
season in a bit a couple of seasons certainly haven't managed to win any of them and of course I'm, I'm sure they want to at least get back there and try and go one better this season Of course that is exactly what Derek McInnes was saying when I spoke to him at the pre-match uh, media conference uh, this week and remember as well you know Aberdeen haven't won the Scottish Cup since 1990 you know so they'll be they'll be desperate to uh, put things right have to say two very very good pieces of business by Derek McInnes in that transfer window and he said uh, he wanted a, a left back and a forward and he's brought back Max Lowe of course and Greg Stewart both of real quality yeah good business on the face of it it'll be interesting to see how those pan out uh, Roger Hanna St Johnson I'm sure memories of winning this thing still linger in the air in Perth um, and they will look at Motherwell perhaps getting to two cup finals last season they've won the thing not so long ago there'll be no reason why they won't fancy themselves to go on a bit of a run this season yeah absolutely and as you often say on the show Tommy Wright has made himself St Johnson's greatest ever manager with that day at Celtic Park back in 2014 when they beat the D United to, to win St Johnson's only major trophy Tommy's still here he signed a new deal I think I was going to keep him here for at least another three years um, and he's trying to build again Michael O'Halloran coming back into the t- squad there though he's not in the squad today he came back to the club yesterday for a third spell he's looking to bring more players in before the transfer window closes he's eyeing the top six again and he would love a cup run because he knows what it did for the town what it did for the club when they won that trophy against United those years ago uh, Let's hear a bit from Martin Canning then ahead of that one The record there hasn't been great of late um, and we know for us we've got to go and do better than the league that's for sure we lost the game there in a poor manner so we know we need to compete, that's one thing St Johnson do, um, and do really, really well, and then they've got the quality as well, so if we don't match that first and foremost, well, we're not going to win the game, and we've got to match that, and then we've got to hope that we've got the quality to go and put the ball in the back of the net, and an opportunity to try and put together a cup run, which should be good, yeah, but obviously all the main focus will be will be going, concentrating, focusing on the game, and, and trying to get through the next round. Uh, Gordon Deal, you can't really be critical at all of Stevie Clark. He's done an incredible job. Probably the only thing he's not quite managed to do, and he's not been there that long, um, is make a bit of a dent in the Cups. Already out of the League Cup this season, uh, didn't make it to, to any of the semis. And the only reason y- you set such high you know, criteria for them is because of how well they've been doing in the league. They will fancy themselves to get to the latter stages of these Cups. Well, they'll certainly fancy themselves to get through today's tie, Gordon. Like Mark Guidi, I did say Alison send me to Rugby Park because I want to see Forfar, who are a very well-organised side. I've watched them and uh, they've got goals in them. So, Kamarnock, I think, under Stevie Clark, just looking at his line-up, Jamie McDonald's a touchdown coming in uh, in goals today. First game since November against Aberdeen. Um, he's left, obviously, the, the, the O'Donnells and the Brothies and uh, people like that, you know, Scott Boyd on the bench. I think he's got one eye, obviously, in the league on Wednesday night, and I think he's trusted these players are good enough to go out and beat the part-time team forfer. And you've obviously got the goal-scoring machine up front, Chris Boyd. If you put balls in the box, then he'll score for forfer. It's a free hit for them. It's great. It's a Scottish Cup game. It's against a Premier League team, a very good Premier League team. They're away from home, they can come down here, relax, go and play. Keep yourself in the game. I think that's what Jim Weir in the dressing room will be saying to his players. Keep yourself in the game as long as you possibly can. Is that a cup shot on the way? I don't think so. I think Kilmarnock will run out comfortable winners here. Alison Conroy's at Fir Park. Alison, just over about 11 years ago, Ross McCormick scored the winner for Motherwell 
Against Hearts in the Cup They got through They got dumped out off Dundee And that was the last time uh, We saw him in this competition He's back um, And uh, I would imagine There's a sense of expectation From the Motherwell fans As to what he can do Yeah they're expecting Big things from Ross McCormack I think you'll be hard pushed To find a Motherwell fan Who's not happy That he's back at Fir Park And of course straight back Into the starting 11 This afternoon It is a tricky tie for Motherwell though as we've touched on Ross County they're not top of the championship for no reason they've kept a lot of their players that played in the Premiership as well at home Stephen Robinson's expecting a lot from his Motherwell team they obviously got a good win just before the winter break they've been away in Tenerife they've come back Robinson and Elliot Free who I spoke to yesterday both say they're the whole team's refreshed, they're ready to go and they want another cup run. They've enjoyed cup runs and they know what it means to the club so they're targeting a, a win this afternoon. Looking about, um, a very small travelling support have come down from Dingwall this afternoon hoping for an upset here. Um, absolutely freezing as I'm sure it is across the country but I'm expecting a nice close and tight game this afternoon. Uh, those are our featured matches this afternoon Of course we have a number of other fixtures We will be going to Celtic Park a bit later on uh, In the show Roger Hanna when you assess the rest of the, the fixture card I think in particular because The so called big teams are, are at home or a couple of them You know that, that changes things Aberdeen at home to Stenhouse Muir That would be very different if it was on the road Similar with Hibs you know you, you would expect those two um, t- To get through certainly Yeah and there's only a couple of all Prem games as well This one this afternoon in Perth and then Hearts against Livingston tomorrow so you would expect the majority, the vast majority of Premiership teams to be in the draw after the hearts Levy game tomorrow afternoon and if we're down by that stage to the last 16 and 10 of them are Premiership teams we should have some mouth-watering clashes in the fifth round and would any of the Premiership teams fancy going to Beechwood Park, Hawk and Lake in the last 16? Uh, I suppose I'm in danger of contradicting myself, Fraser. Cause I'm talking about the difference between playing, you know, playing away and playing at home. I just wonder though if Eastcoe Bride will have had a look at that Auckland Lek result and said, you know what, that just shows we can do something against Inverness this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, going with hope, and I, I think it's such a big occasion for, for smaller clubs when you're going to a bigger team and you always fancy your, your, your chances but it's probably just how they start the game I think it's the same in, in the all cup ties if you start it well as a smaller team and you get confidence you get, you get on top then, then you can go, go forward but if you lose an early goal it can go the other way and, and I wouldn't see a shock there uh, from East Bride against, against, against Inverness but, uh, but there, I think there's potentially one or two I think Mark's right about Alloa they've got a real chance I said earlier I think Queen of the South I think Queen of the South will beat Dundee I think they're, they're a really good team really impressed by them last week and uh, played terrific football as well and Dundee you know, struggling in the league so there's always one or two shots but I, I don't think that, uh, that East Bride will be able to do do that but uh, just what you mentioned there you know you talk about Auckland Tower, but you forget it is it's the last 16 fantastic brilliant result for, for the people of Auckland who, who get behind their team and for junior football and they would love to have a big draw down at their ground as well and the TV cameras there that would be fantastic remember Fraser Wishart said there will be no shock at Inverness if I'm going down <laughs> you're all going down with me it's hardly a big prediction Hugh is it it's hardly a shock Fraser I tried it last night I said there's romance and reality and the reality is that Air United will beat Auchinleck if I'm going down Fraser I'm taking I'm taking the head of the union with me Partick Thistle against Trinoir is the game Fraser is watching we've got Aberdeen Stenhouse Muir St Johnson Hamilton St Mirren Alwa Comarnock Forfar Motherwell Ross County and Celtic Airdrie to come a bit later on those are our featured matches that only tells half the story though some really brilliant fixtures across the William Hill Scottish Cup fourth round Auchinleck Talbot junior side Auchinleck Talbot are already through 
Who'll join them? We'll find out next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. The floor is yours, so send us a tweet or give us a call. Uh, the Celtic game kicks off in around 15 minutes' time. We'll keep you up to speed on that. Let me bring you the full time results from the Scottish Cup today. Auchinleck 1, Air 0. Aberdeen 1, Stenhouse Muir 1. Dundee 1, Queen of the South 1. East 5 2, Morton 1. Hibs 4, Elgin 0. Inverness 4, East Kilbride 0. Kilmarnock 2, 4 for 0. Montrose 0. Dundee United 4 Motherwell 1 Ross County 2 Partick Thistle 4 Stranraer 1 Wraith Rovers 3 Dunfermline 0 St Johnston 2 Hamilton 0 And St Mirren 3 Alloa 2 In Scottish League 2 It finished Edinburgh 1 Annan 2 Peterhead 2 Berwick 0 And Stirling Albion 1 Queen's Park 1 Finally the English Premier League Wolves 4 Leicester 3 Bournemouth 2 West Ham 0 Liverpool 4 Crystal Palace 3 Man United 2 Brighton 1 Newcastle 3 Cardiff 0 Southampton 2 Everton 1 And Watford 0 Burnley 0 Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson Alex Ray And Gordon DL Are here to take your calls 0141 951 1025 Get in touch What did you make of the scores This afternoon Rangers fans Frustrated after last night And Celtic fans You'll be looking ahead uh, To the game tonight What are you expecting Andrew McLean Can recap the team's for us Andrew yes for Celtic well they make four changes from their last outing which was of course that 1-0 loss at Ibrox out go Lustig in Cham Gordon and Johnson in come Bain Ralston Burke and Izagiri so it's a 4-3-3 for them today Scott Bain starts in goal the back four Anthony Ralston Dedrick Vajata Philip Benkovic and Emilio Izagiri the midfield three Callum McGregor Scott Brown and Ryan Christie with James Forrest and Scott Sinclair either side of the debutant Oliver Burke there is another debutant or could be a debutant today on the bench if he comes on Timothy Weir is there alongside Craig Gordon Neil Beaton Mikael Lustig Christopher Iyer Ewan Henderson and Mikey Johnson as for Airdrie it was a one-all draw against Wraith Rovers last time out for them and Ian Murray has decided to go with the exact same starting 11 a 3-5-2 for them David Hutton in goal a back three of Chris O'Neill Sean Crichton and Kieran McDonald the midfield five Scott Stewart Grant Gallagher Kieran Miller Josh Campbell and Josh Edwards the front two Kyle Wilkie and Leighton McIntosh the substitutes for them Ben McKenzie Darrell Duffy Dale Carrick Declan Glass Scott Robertson Jonathan Page and Dean Cairns and the referee for this one is Andrew Dallas Still work to be done tonight Hugh Keevans we've got a big game coming up at Celtic Park we've got a game tomorrow between Hearts and Livingston what have you made of this Scottish Cup weekend so far? It has rocked and it has rolled and it started in Auchinleck with the juniors beating the seniors 1-0 with the Craig McCracken goal congratulations to the Auchinleck Talbot manager Tommy Sloan former Air United player and now we have the chance to finish with Celtic giving a debut to Oliver Burke, the costliest Scottish player of all time. Uh, and the Celtic fans perhaps tantalised by the prospect of Timothy Weir coming off the subs bench. In between, we've had the comeback of the day without question, Oren Kearney's St Mirren, to be two down and down to ten men before mm. half time and to win 3-2... Oren Kearney Job well done uh, St Mirren fans Partick Thistle fans This has been like a therapy helpline this season It's been all about the doom and the gloom And the bad results You've both done the business And in some style today So come on You can celebrate surely For one afternoon 0141 951 1025 Let's hear from you uh, Let's remind ourselves of Brendan Rogers' thoughts Pre-match We've got a little run of games now at home 
you know, in the last two and a half years here, we've been we've played really, really well at home and some great performances. So, so we want to start off the the defence of the the trophy again. And uh, these types of games can always be difficult, especially on the back of a, a break. But um, but we've we've done our our work and, and analysed Adrian, and obviously we'll look forward to the game on on Saturday evening and and looking to get into the next round. Uh, Jason Coogans is on Twitter He says I'm glad to see Anthony Ralston getting a game I hope he gets a run And he'll show what he can do How do you make of the team overall Mark Wilson? Well it's a pretty strong team I, I think we all expected that You know with the players having their break I think Celtic wanted to come into this game uh, They obviously should win But I think they want to put on a performance And guys like Oliver Burke Will want to get off to a flyer So pretty strong But and his, his point about Ralston I've watched him a few times a season And just before Christmas time I thought he's been excellent Thought he was unlucky Perhaps not to start the Old Firm game I know he came on at half time But I think he looks stronger uh, Now than he did at the tail end of last season When he was on loan So I wouldn't be surprised If he if he hung on to the position I know Lustig's a favourite But he certainly looks a strong contender At this moment in time Gordon Diel Can you see any shocks Or anything close to a shock At Celtic Park? No After watching Airdrie against Wraith Rovers last week I know it's a different game And the Airdrie boys Will be really up for it They'll get a little Extra yard Because uh, you get that Going to the big places And going against the big teams But I just think That Celtic With that team Will have too much power Too much pace And uh, if they get an early goal I think it's going to be A long night For Airdrie And everyone concerned 0141-951-1025 David's a Celtic fan in Hillington What's on your mind tonight David? Well it was just uh, It was mentioned there By Brendan Rodgers About the, the, the home games mm-hmm. The next three or four home games um, I think I'm, I'm willing to give him A bit of chance for the signings Nobody's overly impressed At the moment But you, you can't expect Miracles at times Financially But I think Celtic If these guys are okay And there's still a couple of injuries We double down in the next Two or three games Try and put a bit of um, daylight between us and the, and the pack before even the European tie um, I don't think we're going to run away with it the way we did the past couple of years but I think we are going to win it reasonably comfortably in the end I don't think it will be easy nobody's seen that before Hugh jumps in the throat um, but I think if we double down win the next three, four, five games maybe in the league then I think that will probably put us a bit of daylight between us and the rest I think the Celtic supporters and you're one of them David have completely changed now in their mindset at the start of the season oh, piece of cake even a couple of weeks ago there was we call us yeah. well here. now now there's been a, the defeat at Rangers hands has brought about a whole different mindset uh, and sorry in a second when you finish sorry for interrupting yeah no problem I think it's all based on not just the Rangers defeat but a very poor First half of the season 18 points The equivalent of 6 defeats Celtic have dropped In the first half of the season By Brendan Rodgers Admittedly very very high standards That's poor David. Yeah I mean I, 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 totally, I totally agree with you And I think it's actually poor For any decent Celtic team To be losing 18 points In the first part of any season However I did come on a few weeks ago And say yeah, we have not been great, but I had confidence that we would motor on the second part of the season. I still have that confidence. I, the past two seasons, especially the first of us, they were the aberrations. They were, that's not the that's not likely to happen again for a long time for anybody, whether it's Celtic or not. But we have been poor this season. We have had a bit of instability in the team and in uh, and behind the scenes. Uh, I think we need just to get a grip of ourselves 
if things are going to change in the summer, so be it. Uh, that's the way life is. Life goes on. Celtic will go on, but we need to get eight under our belt. If we get the treble, so be it. Again, David, you what, touched what, what, did you, what did you mean by that, David? Yeah. The, the changes. What did you mean? Well, there's obviously something. I don't think Brendan Rodgers is going to leave in the summer, but I think the team is going to change drastically in the summer. Drastically, mm. and I do mean that. If, yeah. the, if Celtic don't win the league, Brendan Rodgers is off. Oh no, 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 no! If we don't win the league, I accept that, but I think we will win the league. David, David's right. The team is. You're right, David. The team is going to change. You know, you're chatting about the centre halves. A team that's had so much success. You look at Boyata going out the door. Lustig potentially, who's been there part of the success. Scott Brown could be away. You know, guys like that. So Benkovic, yeah, Benkovic has back. to go back. So it's, it's going to be a different team next year. In terms of the signings, you know, and David was saying fans are you know quite mixed about it. The one I was surprised at was Bio when Brendan Rodgers comes out and says that it might take a bit of time. To see the best out of this guy I mean there's There's a title to be won There's a definite title race You would yeah. think bring guys in I know what you mean Is that not all so natural though, Given that he's, he's not even here yet You know and he's not got a work permit yet And it's a four year deal Is is, is that but, not more Yeah but what, what, how, what I mean I was taking it from him When he says a bit of time It sounded like months. It could be months Rather than if Until he gets here it, in a few days If you examine it closely As the disco lights go Into full power At Celtic Park yeah, Andrew, Andrew McLean I just want to get the the the, the 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 man on the ground is this your first experience of the disco lights, Andrew? Yeah, I must say it is. I, I, I don't think it's as impressive when the stadium's not as full. I can imagine on a European night it's a, a lot more impressive. But uh, there must be some electricity bill on the go here. <laughs> but uh, it, it is good to see. At least the disco lights have made more appearances now at Celtic Park than Marvin Compare has. So uh, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite impressive. <laughs> well, Marvin did last a very good eighty-three minutes, which is okay for a million and a quarter a season. Uh, now. To go back to what's happening up front at Celtic Edward uh, is for me injury prone And is not consistent Lee Griffiths I don't think will be seen this season And Bio coming over here With Brendan Rodgers saying it might take him weeks to get up to speed In terms of a championship that has to be won I think that's a concern And at the back the loss of Kieran Tierney for an unspecified length of time, the kind of poor form that Mikel Lustig is in, uh, I think there are concerns at the back as well. So if David is still on the line, how, how do you respond to that? He's not, but is that not quite a dramatic, dramatically negative view in Celtic striking options? Because Odson Edouard, as it stands, is going to be fit soon. All of our work's playing up front tonight And they've got Timothy Weir Who you just omitted from that list So I'm wondering if you're perhaps Putting well, an unfair slant on, on how grim it's looking How can any of us uh, Comment on Timothy Weir's ability To hit the ground When yeah, none but you, of us you, you just plain ignored him As an option There's one thing I'm not, I'm not saying he's a world beater But you, you just pretended He didn't exist Well have The Celtic callers Who are coming on None of them Appear Thrilled By the work that Celtic Have done in this transfer window As I say Timothy Weir may be absolutely brilliant But we're yet to find out Everything has to be seen in the context of a championship That's hanging in the balance And Timothy Weir is 18 And Bayo is a young man Who we're told will take weeks to get up to speed uh, Andrew McLean for one final time then I think the teams are just coming out the tunnel So if you just build up a little bit to kick off for us 
Yes, indeed. The team is making their way out the tunnel at the moment. And, of course, this is Celtic's first game back after the winter break. And they'll be looking to get back to winning ways in the new year with their last outing. Of course, that 1-0 loss to Rangers at Ibrooks. But, of course, Brendan Rodgers' record in these domestic cup games is absolutely unbelievable. He's won every single game in the Scottish and League Cup in his time here. And you'd think that something would have to go very wrong today if that was to change. Hugh calling it the impossible task for Ayrshireonians earlier on. As for them, they are in pretty decent form so far. Three wins from their last four. Their manager, of course, is former Hibs and Rangers midfielder Ian Murray as well. The last time we spoke to him on Super Scoreboard, he was coaching over in Norway. And uh, surely this has to be one of the highlights of his young managerial career so far. As for team news, four changes for Celtic from that game at Ibrooks. Out go Craig Gordon, Mikael Lustig, Olivier Cham and Mikey Johnston. In comes Scott Bain, Anthony Ralston, Emilio Izaguirre and the debutant Oliver Burke. A 4-3-3 for them today. Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Anthony Ralston, Dedrick Boyata, Philip Benkovic and Emilio Izaguirre. The midfield three, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown and Ryan Christie. And it's James Forrest and Scott Sinclair, either side of the man on loan from West Brom Ollie Burke the substitutes Craig Gordon near Bouton uh, Mikael Lustig Timothy Weir who could also make his debut here today Christopher Ayer Ewan Henderson and Mikey Johnson as for Airdrie a 3-5-2 for Ian Murray's side today David Hutton in goal a back three of Chris O'Neill Sean Crichton and Kieran McDonald the midfield five Scott Stewart Grant Gallagher Kieran Miller Josh Campbell and Josh Edwards with Kyle Wilkie supporting Leighton McIntosh up front the substitutes Ben McKenzie Daryl Duffy Dale Carrick Declan Glass Scott Robertson Jonathan Page and Dean Cairn Celtic of course have to win this if they want to keep their double uh, their treble treble hopes alive kick off just about to get underway as Celtic get into the huddle here at Celtic Park at Celtic against Airdrieonians alright then Hugh Keevans you can kick us off with the predictions 5-0 Celtic ok doke. Mark Wilson 4-0 Celtic Alex Ray I'll go 6-0 Celtic <sighs> Gordon DL 5 wow Okay, no one's even given Airdrie Steady with the enthusiasm yeah. in there, I can't believe he doesn't uh, support Airdrie does uh, After uh, all you've done hold, for the club Hey, hold on a minute You went four <laughs> That's me supporting them Aye, if, if you were a manager, I would, would double figures <laughs> uh, Right, so Gordon Dale, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here The game is about to kick off Of course, we'll keep you up to speed on everything that happens But give us a call I'm going to keep stressing it Partick Thistle fans St Mirren fans It's been moaning all season And rightly so by the way I'm not criticising you for that Surely you can come on And share your delight this afternoon What a comeback from St Mirren And Partick Thistle Doing the business quite easily As well Any Rangers fans frustrated After last night And looking forward You get in touch as well Michael is on the line from Alloa Hi Michael Hey, then, boys Not bad Michael uh, I was just, uh, just coming home from the Alloa St Mirren game um, it was on the alley and two and a half half time, ten men. Well, it was looking quite easy. And then I don't know if you've seen it, the men's first goal was a long range shot that the keeper fumbled in front of him and all the strikers came in and scored. And I think after that it's a case of part time versus full time, you know, our players just lost the legs, sat deep and I think it was maybe inevitable what was gonna happen. Yeah, Hugh, uh, Hugh Evans, that, that can happen And it, it looked for a long, long time Like it was going to be a brilliant day for Jim Goodwin And a brilliant day for Aloha, um But it, it didn't materialise in the end Michael is seeing it from the dark perspective uh, He's an Aloha fan, disappointed uh, And trying to be uh, objective And say part-time legs against full-time legs The other side to the story is that It's a wonderful comeback from a side Down to ten men for two-thirds of the game 
uh, under severe pressure at 2 0 down. Here in the studio, we're speculating that if it gets any worse, there's real pressure on Oren Kearney's shoulders. So there are two sides to this story. One is the dark side, as Michael has portrayed, and the other is a real comeback. The you, comeback you of the day. Listen to Michael, we've obviously not seen it, but when the keeper spills it and then it's a rebound, and you know, if it was a comfortable enough save that he may well have made. Goals change games It yep. gets the fans And everybody The perspective change In the game So uh, I don't think I'll be too disappointed With the fact That they've lost the game However the, You know the, the big job for them Staying in that oh, division Surely they will Be disappointed oh. though I mean 2-0 up Playing against 10 men and For about next, an hour Wasn't Nixon it Nixon runs in This season I mean to lose at 3-2 I, I reckon You know They'll be absolutely Gutted in that dressing room you know, it's a, a great turnaround for St Murn, but if you're like Michael and Alwa fan and you're saying you're 2 0 up on Easy Street, you end up losing 3 2, then it's a sickener going home tonight. Gordon Diello, I think I heard you grunting oh, in the background. Yeah, I, I totally agree with uh, Mark Wilson for once in my life. Uh, you're 2 0 up, forget the part time, full time, it's the Scottish Cup. Uh, p- plus the fact Alawa have had a lot of games under their belt as well so fitness wise match fitness I watched Kilmarnock here today the winter break a couple of weeks off really struggled against uh, Forfar uh, which a team they should really be winning comfortably so I think that Jim Goodwin especially going back to his old club 2-0 up 10 men he, he in the back of his mind he thinks we're in the next round of this cup but all credit all credit to St Man. great fighting ability we all wrote them off but they got there in the end and got themselves into the next round a uh, big chance for Celtic early on Oliver Burke combining with Anthony Ralston into the six yard box well saved by the Airdrie goalkeeper it goes out for a corner kick uh, which doesn't come to anything uh, Michael final word to you um, I, I was just saying that was the only excuse for the part time full time like um, I think it was Alex that said goals change games you just do as soon as the keeper fumbled it they're probably going to get back into it and I'm sure they result for them I know, but, I know they were down to I, 10 men Michael but when they get that one does, does there a bit of nervousness set in when they get the first goal back? Um, I nervous for us I bet I think for us it was a bit of a free shot you know it was a bit of a Jim Goodwin love fest that, that burned you know but it, it was a free shot for us and um, fairly disappointed but I think again we staying up in a good position above uh, Paul Kirk and Patrick Fisher so bigger picture hopefully but I think Jim Jim Goodwin as well will be off he's doing a great job yeah I think there's no doubt about that that doesn't change uh, today thank you to Michael uh, in Aloha still Celtic nil Airdrie nil Oliver Burke trying to run in behind again but ball goes out just, for a goal kick this just time just seeing Alex there looking at it on uh, the TV the pitch for having not much game time on it recently it's looking very patchy I mean this new pitch was made you know public with a yeah. amount of money you might you might be right All I'm saying is I remember thinking that once In a European game And I then went to the second half This might sound ridiculous I'm, I'm risking making myself sound that no, 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 no <laughs> It could be the, the lights are extremely shiny On the yeah. pitch Right, I know that sounds nuts But Andrew McLean <laughs> Will be able to clear that up at half time It, it might like be the pitch patches uh, Areas without any grass on yeah. it Which is surprising uh, Yeah, that, listen Even as those words came out of my mouth I didn't fully believe them But I, I just remember thinking that and then went to the second half after the show one night and thinking, oh, it's actually not the way it looked in telly. Anyway, uh, we'll get back to that. We're going to take a bit of a breather. 0141-951-1025. Get your calls in on any of today's big talking points. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. 
compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Celtic nil, Airdrie nil, nine minutes on the clock. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray, Gordon Diel are here to take your calls. So get in touch on 01419511025. Um I mean it's been all Celtic, but they've not really bothered the Airdrie goalkeeper too much after that Ralston shot. Um and to be fair, on closer inspection, Hugh, the pitch actually does look a bit patchy yeah, in places, does, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, I don't know whether that affected Dedrick Boyata, who had a shot that was saved by a steward halfway up the stand. Great handling, mind you, who yeah, managed yeah. to take it in nicely. Uh, okay, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from Gary Caldwell, Thistle fans. You've had a tough old time of it. You must be celebrating today. Come on, let's hear from you. Never easy these games where you're playing lower league opposition. Uh, I thought they were excellent. To be fair, they they worked hard. Uh, in second half, they they got the goal, a good goal, and and causes a few problems for ten minutes. But I thought our intensity for minute one was good, and we spoke about that all week about setting. Uh, a pace that, that was going to pay in the end for them and I, and I think it showed I think the last 20 minutes our energy levels were, were better and, and that told in the end Aidan and Joe did well for you coming into the side offering a bit of creativity Yeah it was something we looked at we felt we could uh, get the wingers in the game and get 1v1s and uh, they could come off the line and, and play in between lines allow the full backs to go and really attack with, with a lot of numbers and uh, I thought they were both excellent Joe in, in a different way coming in off the line and, and kind of his movement and then his, his creativity and getting a cross in or getting a shot in he always gets something in the box which is, is good and the players know it's coming in so that gives them the licence to get in the box and Fitz is a, an unbelievable talent for, for 17 year old to, to play with that confidence and, and that energy as well having not been in the team uh, he's, he's got a massive future Hugh Evans, uh, the league is the priority It remains the priority But that was a, f- a good win for Partick Thistle They did the job they had to And you never know It might just kick them on in the league Yeah, he, he has to hope that And also to bring in the, the younger men uh, That's an encouraging thing for Gary Caldwell They only had to get in the next round, Gordon That was the important thing Don't create any more problems than you already have You're bottom of the league Don't give anybody any other grounds for consternation just do your job properly And they did that I, I think I think he's going to stick With those young ones I, I said at the start of the show He's tried The old ones The tested ones Who've done the job You know In the past But it wasn't working for Gary Caldwell He had to do something else So he's brought in these young guys They scored four goals at home I don't think he'll change it next week uh, Gordon DL Are you in darkness yet? <laughs> Sorry uh, Gordon I are was you talking in, to John Birdie Are you in darkness yet? No, unfortunately, I don't like these Premier League clubs. They keep the lights on at six o'clock. <laughs> That's good. You I like the lower right leagues. They, are, they look after their electricity <laughs> bills in the right way. You can stay where you are. You've been watching uh, Kilmarnock, but you're here to take calls on any topics. Oh one four one nine five one at one zero two five. Twelve minutes gone at Celtic Park. Markets goalless. How would you sum it up so far? Ah, uh, well, like you'd expect, it's all Celtic in possession. Apart from that, Ralston chance never really created anything. Airdrie, you know, got that five across the back, making it difficult. Um, so uh, see if you're Ian Murray I was just saying to Alex here If you're Ian Murray And you're 12 and a half minutes in You're delighted Because yeah. you can turn up Against a Celtic team And find yourself Two or three down At this stage So he'll be happy But I think it's just A matter of time That long ball over the top Was never getting anywhere Near Scott Sinclair He may well have uh, Went offside anyway Hugh Evans. Yeah I think it's 
fairly insipid from Celtic, to be honest. Uh, there's no threat to the goal. Anthony Ralston, I think, made the wrong decision when he went for goal. I think if he cut it across the face of goal, there might have been uh, a taker uh, and the chance would have gone in. Uh, other than that, possession. <laughs> The word insipid there I always remember Gordon Strachan After a game we played Came in and said, went off his head And said Your performance Absolutely insipid you And you can see everybody see Looking about What does that mean? <laughs> I think somebody had to Google it And went ah. <laughs> oh, See what I mean? Goodness. Football players Daft Yeah absolutely I know what it meant you Yeah Honestly But so you're from Dennis <laughs> Celtic nil, Airdrie nil, With 13 and a half minutes On the but clock it, but In it, that one But it is insipid I mean, come up with another word for me, Mark. I mean, there's just... I don't if know it, if it's that bad, is it? It's I, 13 I, minutes I gone. I said to Mark during that break there that I felt as if Celtic could turn it on at any moment. Mm. You know, they have players who can just hurt teams and uh, it's just a matter of time, that's for sure. Uh, Scott Bean has touched it, Hugh, but yep. with only with his feet. Yeah, it's no, a pass uh, back. No, um, no ball to hand action no, for I, I, Scott I think, Bean. I think he could play without gloves today. Uh, but they're only there to keep his hands warm. Well you're going to need it out there Are you chilly down there at Rugby Park Gordon Oh, no, I'm absolutely roasting Gordon In fact I've just taken one of my five jumpers and uh, jackets off Speculative effort from Ryan Christie he took it in the chest He went for it first time on the left footed volley You can see what he's trying He's trying just to find the space over the head of the goalkeeper um, mm. It would have been absolutely spectacular, spectacular. Yeah. Um, But just drifts over in the he's, end. he's brilliant at that Ryan Christie Runs like that We've seen it in the runs, uh, Matt, yeah. yeah against Aberdeen Remember in the final you, you know just breaking the lines You know going beyond The centre halves And they've got the quality Of a player to find them That's one of the things That's been evident In this early What 15 minutes or so As you had Sinclair Running in from Bayata's ball there They're trying to get players yeah. To go in behind So maybe well have been Working on that over in Dubai uh, Let's hear from Martin Canning um, Quite a lot to say he put out the cup today Now of course there was an incident in the stands Involving his dad um, With the Hamilton Ackies fans as well So let, let's just hear what Martin Canning had to say Tony's a difficult place to come anyway To try and win games And, and if you give the team And you make two mistakes in it And we, we concede two cheap goals In the manner we did And you allow St Johnson to be able to Sit behind the ball Playing the counter attack It becomes even more difficult then To try and break them down They're very well organised Very disciplined and like I say, zero zero. It's difficult enough to score when they've got a two nothing lead to defend. It becomes a real big task. And for the second half, we, we tried, we, we probed, we, we looked for the opportunities, but we just weren't able to break down a well organised and, and good team. There seems to be unrest among so many Aki's fans before half time. We've been told your, your father was abused by some of the fans and, and had to leave the ground. Was your, was your take on that? Have you spoken to him? I haven't. No, I didn't even know that. So that's that's news to me. So I didn't know that. And obviously, the fans are. Upset at the way the team's doing, but you guys are the same. It's a case of just trying to stick. You would probably suggest stick together and help each other, kind of thing. Yeah, well, time. everybody's working really difficult, and, and and it frustrates me because I think it's it's a small club. We work really hard. We've, we've compete for five years now in the Premier League. We're going to go hopefully go and do it for a sixth season in a row. It's the most successful period in Hamilton Aki's history in terms of short term history since the war. Yeah, we've never been in the Premier League for that amount of time so in terms of success we've got a youth team that's playing in the, in the Champions League yeah, we've got a great infrastructure we've got a supportive board that are behind the team behind the local community so in terms of everything we're doing and what we're doing at the minute 
there should be positivity about it. And yeah, we all want to win games. There's no doubt we want to win more games than we are winning. I'm pretty sure St Mirren and Dundee want to win more games as well. It's difficult at the bottom end of the league. We're competing on our budget that we, we try and compete in this league with. Um, and it's never going to be easy. It's never going to be plain sailing. We lost 16 players this summer. Sorry, we've brought in 16 players this season. We've lost Michael Devlin, Ali Crawford, Greg Doherty, Lewis Ferguson, David Templeton, Yanis Gondras in the last... 12 months, any team losing 5, 6, 7 good players is going to have to work hard to try and replace them and on a small budget and try to compete in the Premier League so what we do is work extremely hard for, for where we are, for what we get and yeah I understand frustration, any fan wants to win games but if my dad's been abused or that's happened I don't accept that, I don't accept personal if it gets personal, I can take it on the sideline it's, it's part of my job but um, that, that's, that's not acceptable for me um, in any way shape or form the way that uh, Martin responded to that question They're rhyming off players' names, stats Stating the case that what's happening at Hamilton just now Is far from being a disaster It is in fact the club's most successful spell in their history In terms of staying in the top division He's had this on his mind for some time And he's getting it off his chest there And I go back to the subject of his father Someone at some point will tell me I have no doubt that Martin Canning's father was giving as good as he was getting in terms of abuse from supporters. But why are you turning on the Hamilton Aki's manager's father in the first place? You can boo his son from now until Easter Sunday, for all you care. But his father and any other member of the family and any player's family should be off limits. It's anti-social behaviour It's ugly and it's tawdry Stephen Donachie says Was that the Aki's game? Enough is enough I'm sick of Martin Canning and my team More hard-earned cash wasted On that shambles Canning out, he says uh, Let's get the thoughts of Andy Who's a Partick fan in Chapel. Hi Andy How you doing guys? Uh, I phoned up last week after the Fall Cup game um, I never managed to make it today I was working unfortunately uh, But um, I think it's a great result for for us today, uh, 4-1 against Dunraff. Um that's, that's the result I, I fully expect uh, a team like ours to, to win, no disrespect to Strenraff. Um I think the fans will be a little bit happier today. Um, well, I've been calling for guys like Fitz, Fitzpatrick to be in that team uh, for the start, and I don't know why Gary Caldwell hasn't had him in the team, because he's, he's electric, you know, when you see him. Um my, my concern is probably going to be can we can we take that into the next match in the league? You know, four um, one against the the cup, you get a wee bit of the um, you know the cup spirit, um, but we're still bottom of the league there, and you know we're no further forward uh, in the league. So for me, as much as I see some improvements, like I said last week, was on players like Christy Elliott and players like Spittle uh, perform a little bit better. Uh, I hope Caldwell does stick with that team next week, and I hope he does uh, get a win, you know, and we can bounce on yeah. from there. But I'm a bit pessimistic, guys. Go- uh, Gordon Dale, that's what it has. It has to be a. A turning point, doesn't it? It's good to go through in the cup, but you, you need to try and build on it as well. Yeah, you've got to remember it was from rather beat four one, and they needed victory. Of course they did, but it all goes out the window, Gordon. Next week, if if they go and lose in the league, the leagues are bread and butter. Partick Thistle cannot afford to drop down in our league. Absolutely no chance. So it's up to the players to go out there and try and put some of that form that they played today into next week's league campaign, and try and get to the end of the season and try and get survival. They've got good enough players, Gordon. They've got a good enough squad for that league. They should be out of there. But 
it's all about holding your nerves and trying to get that result. And it'll be an important game next week. And if they lose that, I'll guarantee the party Thistle fans will be back on if uh, the, the phone's not happy at all. The only thing you can say of a positive nature, Gordon, you remember the old advertising slogan, don't make a drama out of a crisis. Mm. So they have a crisis, they're bottom of the league. Uh, and as you say, going into the third tier of Scottish football is unthinkable for Partick Thistle. But don't give yourself any more problems by going out of the cup to a team from a lower league at the same time. So yeah, they've done yeah, their I job think, today. Yeah, I think it was important, Hugh, and especially the four goals. The only thing that will disappoint them a little bit is they'd have loved to, if they were being greedy, come with a clean sheet as well. That gives the defence confidence. But four goals at home, they mm. needed that. Because if he'd have lost today, I don't care what MD said about new signings coming in in January, I think he'd have been out the door. Um, Mark Wilson, Oliver Buck twisting, getting to the byline, couldn't quite get the ball across, Anthony Ralston had a go at it as well. Um, it's just taken on a similar theme, it's clearly all Celtic, but there's not a great deal uh, to get excited about if you're Brendan Rodgers. No, not really, I'm uh, not really creating... Uh, those openings that they, they have done against Premier League opposition uh, this season um, not really in full flow just now Airdrie you know doing their job Ian Murray will be happy you know making it very difficult for Celtic to play through but I'm sure the Celtic fans mm. just want things done a wee bit quicker you know when going forward because it's a wee bit slow a wee bit sideways do you think it's insipid? very insipid you great uh, word Eddie is in Coatbridge wants to talk about VAR hi Eddie Hi guys, how you doing? Not bad Eddie, what's your take is, on this subject? What, is, is it Mark Wilson that's on and Gordon? Yeah, Mark, Gordon, Alex and Hugh Right, I, I'm sorry, I don't know Alex Forgive my, my apologies Alex, I don't know you son But for Gordon that played with Manchester City Take my heart, you son You can all slag you all you want right? But you've been there and done it That's, right, mate. that's my point on that And my point to Mark Why did you leave Celtic? I want to speak to Hugh about the, about the video uh-huh. You, you there, sure? No, you listening? I, no, I left half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I come on here about 10 years ago. Right, and oh, I love the I show. You're my I best runner you. on it. Absolutely superb. And I say to you, what they've got to do is sit with three referees in a room watching the, the, the monitors. And if the referee on the park isn't too sure, go to the monitors. And you say it'll never happen. And what's happening? Was I right or was I right? So hold on, Eddie. You you invented VAR. Mm-hmm. I like Pretty it. much. Oh, well, honestly, it must be about 10 or 15 years ago I said, I said it to you. And she was like, it'll never happen. Hugh, it sounds to me as if Eddie pioneered the whole thing. And you <laughs> doubted him. Good luck with this one, Hugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know it, well, it hasn't happened in terms of Scottish football. Uh, I'm yet to see if it will happen in terms of Scottish football. But, uh, you know, three men... Review things If Something Is referred to the SFA But You don't have three men At the The game There's only the referee Required to look at VAR uh, So oh, they do have, No there is a video assistant ref At the At the game That's the way it would work yeah, Isn't it Certainly the way we saw it At the World Cup yeah, And so on they, they, they say whether They want to review it So there yeah. is a, There is someone Looking at the monitors Prior to the referee Coming looking to see yeah. If it's, it's warranted But if Eddie Spoke to me about it Ten years ago Forgive me Eddie But we get one or two phone calls here, and uh, I can't a, believe it, Hugh. I can't believe ten it years ago. I don't know why you're chipping. I don't know why you're chipping. Doesn't even know who you are. <laughs> anyway, Celtic nil, Airdrie nil. We'll give you an update, and we'll hear from some more managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. After they play.
You have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here. 28 and a half minutes gone. Celtic nil, Airdrie nil. Not a lot to write home about, Hugh Keevens. I go back. It's insipid. Celtic have all the possession, what, 85% of possession, something like that. And they are doing absolutely nothing with it. If I was uh, in that crowd in in the cold weather, I'd be at the pie stall and not bothering with the match. Um, Mark Wilson. <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to be the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> I thought that was the ultimate. James <laughs> Forrest. James Forrest just volleyed one towards goal as Hugh Keevens finished that sentence, but it goes straight into the goalkeeper's arms. He, ah. does, he does well actually. Yeah, because it's a little hard volley. Yeah, it's across from Mizagiri. He gets across the the face of the fullback. It's under the right down the Hutton's throat and uh, So let me get this right now Mark Wilson went for 4-0 Gordon DL went for 6-0 I went for 5-0 How smart do we look? Um, after the last caller Alex who said he, he wasn't aware of you He wasn't aware yes. of you Token Jester says That Alex guy on the panel Is that not the same Alex that spent his childhood Battering the ball off Whiteville Bowling Club fence <laughs> On Craig absolutely, Park yeah, Drive yeah, I think I've heard of him that now. Yeah absolutely There Listen, we go Leave Eddie to own <laughs> devices I can't, can't, be, I can't believe hope, uh, In England and Scotland But Eddie's doesn't know I can't believe right. Eddie invented VAR That's the biggest surprise oh, yeah. for me yeah. Celtic are into the box again But Cal McGregor turns back uh, We'll just stay with it for a second In case anything Interesting happens mm, it's Anthony Ralston's seen plenty of the ball You yeah. would expect that though Wouldn't you That you know Fullbacks pushing on a lot, of, a lot of width It's a repeat pattern here though Celtic seem to get Ralston on the ball Round about the every penalty box But they just can't seem to find That final pass So Well he's bulldozed oh. his way through Anthony Ralston well, I'm not oh. sure why he didn't try and pick a pass oh. Scott Sinclair goes down Penalty oh uh, Is that Andrew Dallas The yes. man in the middle Let's yes. see uh, we don't need another as We don't need another controversy down, yeah. Do we Hugh? I have well, to say the, the, it's as clear Hugh it's as clear a penalty as we're going Yeah to I don't know why The Edry players are getting so excited well, 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 Let's wait and see it again Let's wait and see it again Before we get to The goalkeeper's in serious danger Of getting himself into real bother He needs to calm down The Edry goalkeeper uh, Izagiri's still on the ground And they are complaining bitterly The Edry players But the goalkeeper has overstepped the mark So you'll need to calm down Or There'll be a fresh goalkeeper on Right we're seeing it again Anthony Ralston I don't know why he doesn't just Tap it into to Oliver Burke uh, Eventually Well I'll tell you what Easy Geary He certainly makes the most of it Hugh And we need to see it again To see if there was How contact. much contact It's a poor angle um, Yeah it's not a great angle you know, at all The defender is it? goes to ground Can he really tell If, he's, if there is any contact, contact? Uh, Yeah yeah, but he does. That was hard to make, tell, wasn't he, it? he does make the most of it afterwards. But as again, he's still arguing away, saying that there was contact. But that, it's, uh, it's hard to tell from that angle. You can see, see the effect of that meeting on Thursday night <laughs> between the referees and the the players and management. Airdrie weren't invited. That's what they'll say. Ah, right. I have so. to say though, if um, you know, it looked initially as if there was contact, Gordon, but. We need to see the replay to be conclusive. We only saw one one replay. It wasn't a great angle. Um, you you lot can argue that amongst yourselves on Monday night. Let's see Scott Sinclair steps up to take the penalty kick, and it is saved by the Airdrie goalkeeper, low to his right. Um, a decent save, it must be said. Not the best penalty you'll ever see, but it was a decent save. <laughs> the Airdrie goalkeeper oh, is delighted with himself. What did I say earlier on the program? Has penalty taking become a lost art? And there you are, Celtic. Oh, oh that another, you, that I have to could say, could have been another penalty. It, it could have been Mark, but see if he manages to get his, his cell across the face here. It's absolutely outstanding defending because I think it's Benkovic who's got a free yeah. header at the back post. So we'll have to see this again. But 
Great, great header back mm. across from Bayata. Benkovic looks like he's going to put it in, and there's a wee nudge here, but Airdrie get away from him, uh, away. With. Again, going back to what you said, Hugh, about doing their homework. Yeah. I mean, Scott Sinclair, I think, puts his penalties there quite a lot, so the goalkeeper would have looked at that. I think it's a, a poor penalty from I Scott Sinclair. It sums up Celtic's first half so far. To answer your question, yes, is the art of penalty taking? We have deciphered that it's seventy five percent. Me and one of the guys on Twitter have told you that. Yeah, <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Must um, be true. Let's hear from Derek McInnes. It can't go down as a, a big shock unless you're eliminated. I don't think, but they were held to a draw at home to Stenhouse Muir. That's a shock enough, and they're going to have to replay. Here's the Aberdeen boss. Truth be told, we've got to be relieved because you know when it's one each. In a cup tie, you're expected to win. You know, you still, although we had the bulk of possession and best of chances, you you just felt that um, we weren't doing enough to win the game. Um, it was a disjointed performance. We brought moments of quality to the game, but it was too sporadic and it should have been far more uh, intensified, the pressure on Stenhouse Muir. I thought Stenhouse Muir, um, well, we're really disappointed with the level of our performance in terms of quality. I think you've got to praise the Stenhouse Muir team to a man they stuck to their game plan they um, get everybody behind the ball first half and uh, although we had loads of possession we never had too many chances we got off to a decent start with the goal and that should hopefully as I say um, maybe knock their confidence and resilience a bit but it didn't it should help us to carry on with the level of performance but for me we looked like a team who I thought we looked rusty I thought we were decision making we never looked sharp with our work Um and you know it's always my biggest concern coming off the back of the winter break that we that we are ready to go again um, and not ordinarily we've had a couple of games when we've come back in the cup I think we've scored four goals in both games I think it's Trinidad and St Mon. and there's been moments in those games where we've been a bit um, patchy and lethargic we've always come up with the moments the quality and we had opportunities to get second and third goal which would have put the tie to bed and would have um, you know killed Stenhouse Muir's resilience but when the goals don't come, it, it, it gives them that, that belief that they might just get something, they might just get the one chance, and they got their chance. Scott Sinclair's had his penalty oh, oh. saved, and he's just missed one from... A yard. Two yards, three yards, With maybe? Three yards, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have to say, it was an absolutely brilliant play by McGregor, because he just a threaded ball through to Ralston, who puts it across the face of the yes. goal, three yards out, goal begging... And he's blown it over the bar. Scott Sinclair's having Most a bit of, of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Most of the season. I think so. Oh, what was the absolute howler we had again? Uh, oh, there have been a couple They'll come back to me Someone will tweet in anyway Well you'll uh, have to go some To beat that It's I not mean, a competition You really want to win anyway no. 35 minutes on the clock Goalless Because Scott Sinclair Has had a penalty saved And just missed a huge chance um, At the back post for Celtic I, I understand that What Derek McInnes was saying That uh, you wonder how players are After the, the winter break But there's no excuse for what happened to Aberdeen today, I don't think. 1-1 with Stenhouse Muir. And the Aberdeen manager can say he was relieved that it was 1-1 in the end. That tells all. And the same applies to Celtic here. They've come back after a couple of weeks in Dubai. Uh, warm weather training doesn't appear to do an awful lot of good. Uh, mm. Their performance... Do I, shall I say insipid? You should uh, I mean on, on another <laughs> hand You could say they should be a couple up now But they're not And that's, that's yeah, the that's, bottom line But that's their fault Yeah absolutely if, if I don't think it. there'll be any panic good just save, yet Good save from the keeper yeah. Got, Let's give Airdrie a bit of credit Let's hear from Oren Kearney as well Probably the first 20-25 minutes of the game I think everything was going well We're unlucky not to take the lead through Brad Off the off the crossbar 
and they have a couple of half chances, but you know you're quite happy with how it's going, and then uh, all of a sudden, then just in the space of 15 minutes, it just becomes <laughs> you're, you're thinking to yourself, where does this come out of in relation to um, a goal sending off and, and and going on top of that? So um, crazy, but listen, that's cup football, and it happens in, in cup football. And as I said downstairs, credit to our guys for for coming through it. Some finish as well from Kyle. That's what he brings to you. <laughs> listen, that's why we got him back, and that was. Celtic 1, Airdrie 0 And it's Scott Sinclair He's had a really difficult start to the game He's missed a penalty He's missed a sitter uh, But he's put Celtic in front Oliver Burke came very close to getting his first goal for Celtic The keeper made another good stop And there was Scott Sinclair on hand To ram the ball into the back of the net To make it Celtic 1, Airdrie 0 I think it was a decent effort from Oliver Burke Because it's a hard one to take Across himself Tries to reverse it Good save And Scott Sinclair Although he missed from there about two minutes ago He certainly wasn't going to miss that one As I say I don't think there was any panic But probably frustration That's just settled Down the frustrated heads Sitting in the stands I'm sure just You can see the frustration uh, Coming out in the celebration there From Scott Sinclair Hugh mm-hmm. Yeah absolutely uh, And the, the Scott Brown I think Giving it to the Airdrie goalkeeper Hot and strong While he's at it as well For uh... <laughs> yeah, Nice and classy yes <laughs> So, uh, Interesting you didn't say that About the Airdrie goalie's celebrations From the penalty Yeah he's just got a bit excited ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Celtic, Celtic have taken 37 minutes to, to, uh, to take the lead It's been a fairly Tortuous 37 minutes But Now in front uh, They should Kick on from here And Timothy Weah I think on second half uh, To see what he can do to be fair to you, it should be 3-0 minimum at the moment. You know, when you look at the other two chances he's passed up. So, you know, the, in terms of possession, dominating and things, if anything, they're just a little bit kind of slacking the final third, that cutting edge. Yeah. But that will come. Uh, we heard a bit from Oren Kearney um, there, Hugh Keevans, that the goal interrupted it. But, yeah. um, Listen, like, like you say, I'm now interested to see what the next couple of weeks brings. They've got really tough fixtures, yeah. but you're looking at, can that be a turning point for if, them? If we uh, had witnessed Alloa beating St Mirren, this afternoon And St Mirren's next game Was at Celtic Park As it is On Wednesday night We would have been Standing here Talking about The pressure now On Oren Kearney's shoulders So the phrase I used About Partick Thistle Applies to St Mirren Don't make a drama Out of a crisis They're two points Off the bottom of the league uh, So the last thing He needs to go out Of the cup And then Have to face Celtic At, at, at their place Midweek So Kearney uh, Warren Kearney has got the job done It might not have been the way that people like to see it done uh, But he got it done anyway uh, Scott Sinclair gets into the box this time The ball does come off an Airdrie hand But certainly not a lot he could have done about that one It goes out for a corner um, Which is floated in uh, by Ryan Christie And it is going to be cleared away by Airdrie So 39 minutes gone uh, And it remains Oh, Good touch to the goalkeeper Scott uh, Bean coming out Lovely yeah. touch uh, he's not had a lot to do So it's 1-0 Hugh Keevans We're going to have to leave it there For the evening Sum up what we've witnessed today It's been a brilliant day Of Scottish Cup action so far Yeah It, it has delivered In a competition That still has a place In our hearts In Scottish football Down south It may have diminished Severely in importance But up here We love our Scottish Cup And the fairy tale story Of the day Is Ochenlech Talbot From the Super League Juniors Beating Air United Top of the championship And now The drama continues With St Mirren and Partick Thistle Getting results When the pressure was really on them And Airdrie Now having to try and stem the tide As Celtic a goal up 
Come at them in waves It's always been a big day in the Scottish football calendar And it did not disappoint The round of fixtures gets completed tomorrow When Hearts take on Livingston We'll then get the draw for the next round uh, And we'll crack on with the league business midweek Thank you Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray And the top team who were all around the grounds The biggest thanks always goes to you For your company this afternoon For your calls and tweets But you might as well just stay where you are Because the GBX is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.